Presents. What's good, people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And we are right here in uh, Silicon Valley. You know, that's what the real heads call it, Silicon Valley. Um, we're working with the top engineers. Um, we recently heard there's an opening in the social media space. Some shenanigans, you know, profits are down. Elon Musk is going nuts to Twitter. So right now we're trying to work, you know, trying to trying to get in on this tech shit, trying to get on the app shit, you know what I'm saying? Go out there, take over the social media space, you know what I'm saying? Right now we've got, you know, the initial funding, putting some feelers out there. You know, we figured that, you know, since black culture is out there putting shit for free that other communities are kind of stealing and claiming as their own, we get on the ground zero, you know what I'm saying? We get an app where white people have to pay to go on to get the new cool black shit. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 the future plan, baby. Uh, that is the reparations. We're going to call it 40 Acres. Um, it's going to be called 40 Acres, for sure. Um, 40 Acres app, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so funny, though? Uh, Soulja Boy said that he is leaving Twitter and creating his own social network. So we might have a little competition. <laughs> I don't know if it could be the Soulja Boy. It's, 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 that's, that's a vision. I'm half joking, half serious. That's a visionary, baby. Can't, uh, I can't, I can't knock the hustle. I, you know, like, like when he was, uh, I, look, I'm actually not mad soldier boy. I just wish he had better execution. Like when, when he was like importing like whack ass game consoles for China. Cause he's like, yeah. you know, we, we need a black version of Nintendo and Xbox. I saw the vision, the, the X, you know, like Im, importing like, terrible consoles from china was was not great execution but i see the vision so you know i'm, I'm gonna ride for soldier boy I, I, I might sign up for a soldier boy twitter or clone why not i mean that I mean, I mean, would man maybe some beats in the background you know what i'm saying it's it's like you get a free every time you post it'll be like a soldier boy theme song <laughs> like that'll be the symbol <laughs> the song when the feed refreshes and shit i mean i'm pretty cool i i, I, I mean uh, that that song is almost 20 years old dude which is crazy god dang like uh it's like what 2004 so he might have to like update some things maybe switch out the drums if he's trying to do the original shit (laughs) but some uh, little heavier trap drums some more hi-hats hyperactive hi-hats you know like edm version you know for for the for the kids (laughs) He might have to update a little remix. bit, but I, I, I see the vision. <laughs> uh, and as usual, this is usual, the, two, the two-part podcast. It's like the beginning and the after. What got announced this week, today, one of our favorite things in the world, the Grammy list. That's right. This is the, the, the prestigious award, the one that... Every year, somehow, unfailingly, chooses the most important music, the most interesting music. They've never had a fail. Never. Every time I see them pick somebody, every time I see them put somebody in the category, it's always like, wow, those geniuses know exactly what they're doing as far as musicianship, as far as genre, <laughs> as far as impact. These old white cokehead dudes, you know, living their cocaine dreams in the fucking mansions, you know, after, you know, the, they're, they're out there. They know what's happening, man. They know what's happening in these streets. You know what I'm saying? These old black execs out there, you know what I'm saying? Drinking, smoking their black and miles in their fucking, you know, songwriter mansions. They know what's happening in these streets. Never, never disappointed. Never. And the street continues today. Never. 
we always agree at the Grammy nominations. Every every year, check the tape. Every year. It's like it's like pitchfork, but like and Professor X put together. It's just like this a sentient mind that just knows what's happening in the streets. Able to mind read everybody's fucking tastes. Uh yeah, you know, same bullshit. It's uh it's 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 quite entertaining to laugh at, let's just say. But also always good for debates. You know, here's the thing. I, I, I we we've been doing this podcast now four years, almost four years. Yeah. Um this is a staple. The people expect this. They expect our Grammys coverage. They, they, <laughs> <laughs> the people ask for this. And therefore, <laughs> we must torture ourselves <laughs> by like going on Grammy.com and spending an afternoon going through the nominees because the people Ooh. request it. We torture ourselves watching the Grammys the four-hour extravaganza <laughs> because you, the people, expect this. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> uh, so, look, we, we're not going to talk about all the Grammy nominees. We're pretty much going to talk about everybody black um, with the exception, I think, of like all of like the top ones. But, um, you know... Like we want to actually kind of go through the R and B hip hop like categories for sure, um, and kind of like really like think I don't know like they 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 made some really interesting decisions this year. Um, all the protesters from like two thousand who are like oh Grammy so white, you know I think they like self corrected for like a year, and now they're back on that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about it like like. Uh, We'll start with the R&B categories, and then we'll go to the, the trash-ass hip-hop categories. Um, R&B, best R&B performance for new vocal or instrumental R&B recordings. <laughs> we have Virgo's group, Beyonce. We have mm-hmm. Here With Me, Mary J. Blige, and Anderson mm-hmm. Pac. His... Her wait, her, hers and hers. Mooney Long. I think it's hers and hers. Um, over by Lucky Day and Hurt Me So Good by Jasmine Sullivan. Ooh. Uh, all right. So I'll start off. I am actually not mad this list. Um. So what do we have here? We've got Jasmine Sullivan, who's Jasmine Sullivan. We don't even talk about that. We've got Mary J. Blige, who. I haven't heard this record, but I know you've made a comment where apparently it's really, really good. Yeah, like I, I, I've also not heard the new Mary J, but everybody I've talked to has said that is a legit comeback album. So you know, I'm not mad. Uh, you know, Mariah. I know we talked about the Mariah album like a year or so ago. That was like really great and returned to form. And it seems like from people I've talked to, this this Mary J album is also kind of like along those lines. So I can't be mad. Um, what else? Yeah, Mooney Long, who I actually give props to. Um, basically, she's a singer songwriter. Been 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 underground, you know, hammering her teeth out, you know, making hits for like fucking people like fucking like Rihanna and you know. Kelly Clarkson and Ariana Grande, like, you know, one of those people working on those album truck cuts in the, you know, songwriting camps. So this is like her breakout record. You know, what was that? Uh, 20 Feet from Stardom? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is like a 20 Feet from Stardom thing where it's just like she's finally gained a kind of, you know, 
able to transition to into being a front person, to being the 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 face of the song per se. Um, you know, how can I get I mean Beyonce at, at a certain time? You know, Beyonce is Beyonce is Beyonce, and then I'm kind of not mad at Lucky Day Streak because I felt like it feels like a couple of years ago he's the kind of R and B artist who kind of would have gotten I won't say necessarily ignored. But, you know, he's mainstream, but not capital M mainstream. He's yeah. this little quirkiness to him. There's a little bit, I, I hate the term alt-R&B, but you know what I'm saying. It's somebody where you don't necessarily imagine getting immediate play on, like, your hip-hop R&B station. But it's cool for him to get kind of props here. I have to say, overall, I am not mad at this category at all. No, it's, it's a pretty solid category. Um, it's obviously Beyonce versus Mary J here. Um, you know, Beyonce needs what three Grammys to be like. I forgot what the record was. Like, is it the most like like most Grammys for like an artist or most Grammys for a female artist? Um, I'm not sure, but like you know, she needs she only needs three, um, and she's nominated I think in nine or ten categories. So I could easily see Beyonce winning here. Um, yeah, but I also feel like again, like I haven't heard of Mary J, but everybody's saying like it's a return to form. So I I kind of want to root for Mary here just because it's Mary J, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no. Um, I'll read off the next category: best traditional R and B performance for new vocal or instrumental. Traditional. Here's the quotes. <laughs> can you hear the? Can you can you see the quotes at home? R&B recording. So I, I don't know what those niggas are doing before. Apparently, or recording it on beatboxes or whatever. Uh, we've got uh, Do For Love, Snow Allegra, Keeps On Falling, Babyface, featuring LMI, Plastic Off The Sofa, The Yance, Round Midnight, Adam Blackstone, featuring Jazzy C, um, Good Morning Gorgeous, Mary J. Blige. Um, I've got nothing here. I'm, I guess I'm going for Jasmine Sullivan only because Jasmine Sullivan... Even though it's a feature, yeah, I, I think this is also like a very, it's like Mary J versus Beyonce here, and 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 either of these categories split for me, where like Mary J takes one, Beyonce takes the other, um, or you know Beyonce takes it all, Mary J takes it all, but yeah, I you know, I I kind of am torn here. Like I said. I thought the Beyonce album is actually not that bad. Um, it's different, but it's it's got some 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 bops on there. Um, and I haven't heard Mary J. Um, I just also want to say, Baby Face is still out in these streets. Yeah, it's crazy. Like crazy still shit. out in these streets. Like, <laughs> 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 bro, how many decades? Eighties, night dude's gonna go, fuck. And he, he, might, he, he might be like fucking five decades being, yeah. literally being babyface. Not even like anything. No, like I've changed. Yeah, uh, just just kind of consistently reinventing babyface all these decades. Yeah, like like I mean, you know, that's that's kind of like my 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 sleeper pick. Like if if it's kind of like uh who's who's like um who's like the Emmys where like the the woman didn't win for like so long, uh for like oh like, Erica Kane the actress yeah 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 like twenty yeah. years. Like I kind I kind of like you know you know give Babyface a bag, <laughs> but um yeah no it's it's another category where I'm kind of like eh you know, uh, but yeah, no, it's actually I, I, not a bad category when you think about it like 
Like no, no. The, oh, everybody here is fair. Like, I, like you know, again, traditionally the Grammys, and, and don't get me wrong, depending on the categories, hip hop, et cetera, et cetera, they still are. But so far, so good. It looks like they actually have some people who actually know the genre kind of working on this list, or at least those voices kind of drown out the other ones who are just like, you know, how about Bacon Trainer? You know, what I'm saying who knows? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which again can, can always happen right you can always like have a megan trainer like pop up who apparently has a new single new uh single out so you know you never know like what the grammys can do but at least on the nomination side it seems like it's gotten it right um so let's move on to best r&b song a songwriter's award a song is eligible is first released or its first archive performance during the eligibility year um, okay, cool. Whatever. I'm not going to read the rest of it. So we have Cuff It by Beyonce. Uh, Good Morning, Gorgeous by Mary J. Uh, Hers and Hers, again, by Mooney Long. Um, Hurt Me So Good, Jasmine Sullivan. Um, Please Don't Walk Away, uh, PJ Morton. Um, and, and to kind of go into this, so like, we're looking at this list now. There's a lot of names, a lot of songwriters involved, because obviously a lot of time people don't realize songwriting is kind of a team effort. It could be the drummer having an idea. It's just kind of hilarious because everybody's got all these names, except P.J. Morton. It's just P.J. Morton. <laughs> and it's like, I can't be mad at that. Um, you know, <laughs> he's the guy who played these drums. I did everything. I'm, I'm, I'm from fucking... I'm from the church, baby. I know how to play all these instruments. I was out here workshopping all night, got the song. That's all me, baby. Yeah, like it, it is funny. Like, and and th- this is not even like the most egregious like list of songwriters. Like, there's some. There's like 20 people. You know? Oh yeah, come on. That what was that one Kanye song? We had Madonna and Rihanna. It was yeah. Paul McCartney. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like if you interpolate something, you have to list the like the artist as a songwriter. So like you yep. know. These aren't at, like we're not reading all the songwriters just because of of time, but this is this list is not even that bad. Um, yeah. You know, having that said, again, it's like Beyonce versus like Mary J, which is a very interesting matchup here. It's like three categories. I'm actually kind of curious how it's all gonna fall. Um, both are, I would say, R and B royalty um, in their own way. Right, where Beyonce is obviously more pop, where Mary J is definitely more. I would say it feels bad for me to say urban. <laughs> <laughs> Those quotes, it's urban music. <laughs> they can't see the quotes, but you know what I mean. Um, so I, I actually like am curious to how all of these like categories are going to fall out. Um, I'm also just glad to see Mary J in there. Um, PJ Morton is, you know. I, I will say this. I'm not a huge PJ Morton fan in terms of like his solo work, but um, he's a great songwriter, great musician. So not a bad like look as well. Um, so yeah, I, it's, I feel like these categories are all the same, which I don't know if it's like a good thing because it's a testament to like, like these artists, are, I feel like are artists that deserve to be here or a bad thing because we might be missing out on somebody who, who had like, you know, a stellar album. I'm just trying to think of somebody who did, um, who is getting snubbed. I can't think of anybody. Yeah. I feel like the only one I could make an argument for is I, I know that, uh, 
you know, the weekend maybe, but I know he's intentionally kind of pulling his records out because he was pissed after after hours and didn't get anything. Rightfully so, in my opinion, because that's a record that definitely should be normally Grammy bait. Um, but yeah, I can't think of anybody that's really outstanding that seems egregious as far as in the R&B lane. Um, I'll read this category. Best progressive R&B album for albums containing greater than 50% playing time of newly recorded progressive vocal tracks derivative <laughs> of R&B. Uh, hmm? We have Operation Funk by Corey Henry, Gemini Wright, Steve Lacey, Drones, Terrence Martin, Starfruit, Moonchild, and Red Balloon, Tank, and the Bengas. Um, I feel like this is basically saying weirdo blacks. This is the weirdo black category. <laughs> uh, I think it's a little fucked up. Um, I think it's a good list. I mean, it's, it's cool to see Terrence Martin here, not in the jazz category. Moonchild's been kind of doing work for years, taking it bangers. Like, you know, I, I love their story, how they had that, you know, that uh, the NPR, like, you know, Tiny Desk Showcase, and it seems to kind of just even branched out from more from there. Um, obviously, and we've, I, I see by your notes, you know who it is. Steve Lacey gang here, baby. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Odd Future affiliate. Can we say that? Odd Future related, kind of? Yeah, no, maybe? no, for sure. Yeah, for sure. You know, extended Wu-Tang family. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's... um. I just kind of find this interesting only because, you know, a lot of times these categories is just kind of generally to kind of give props to people. You know, it's, it's a scene that celebrates itself. So you'll have a lot of interesting categories here where basically some of it is to kind of give like res- respect to artists who are kind of underserved and don't neatly fit into certain categories. Certain categories, though, I feel like are kind of almost like vanity categories. Um, I'd make an argument. I don't know why Steve Lacey is here and he can't be in regular R&B. I mean, it's it, like, I'm, and I'm pretty sure he probably make that same argument himself. Um, but I am not necessarily mad at it. I'm not mad at Terrence Martin making it here also, because like in this case, you know, I think it worked in his favor where normally they might kind of keep him sheltered away in the jazz category, but here he is, you know, kind of like being considered R&B. So I don't know. It's, I, I, I struggle with this, but uh, personally, I think I'm pushing for Steve. Yeah. Well, well this, this category used to be... Um... I think it's called the urban alternative category. And <laughs> after, after like, you know, black life matter and, you know, now we matter as black people, they, they changed the, the, the title to progressive R and B. Um, and this is like, it, it's, it's always been like the couch sessions category because like usually like the artists we write about on couch sessions, the weirdo blacks, <laughs> this is our time to shine. <laughs> Um, so, and, and this category has been, I, I think like, in a, you know, it, it's been kind of crazy too, because like the weekend used to be in this category, you know, for yeah. a long, for, so it's like, it's, it's always a weird category. Um, I, I think Steve Lacey, like is a weirdo black. I don't know if he'll take offense to that, but I, <laughs> you know, I, I definitely feel like he should probably own this category. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like Gemini Rights is a, a, is a, a great album. Um, I actually didn't see if it was in the pop like album category. Cause I, I feel like this is the problem with categorizing music, right? Like Gemini Rights could easily be an indie rock alternative, like weirdo black and pop, right? Like there's, it takes so many different elements um, in terms of like you know musical styles, 
and it's very guitar driven, right? It, it's very kind of washed out guitar in a lot of tracks. Um, so, um, having that said, you know, I, I, I think like Steve Lacey deserves his flowers. I think this is the year that, you know, he his like you know you know like the fact that I can listen to to, to you know him on Hot ninety seven it's crazy to me. Um, yeah. You know, so I I I feel like he will take this. And, but it's not like something where it's like he's an industry plant. I feel like he's been putting in the work, you know. So, um, yeah, my, my vote goes for uh, Steve Lacey. Um, but Taking the Bank is, is also, like, a great – I've seen them live. Their live, like, work is way better, I think, than the recorded music because I think there's so much energy there. I'm not mad at them uh, taking this as well, so – you know, it's, it, they definitely deserve it. Like I said, they've, they've, it's been. I feel like even during the during the pandemic, it's like you, they've caught, kind of always been around, kind of been hammering right through it. And it's like you know, you really can't get bad, get mad at a, like a at a band because they're a capital B band. It feels like something where it's genuine. They're out there workshopping in the studio. They're bringing it live. Not mad at success at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm? Uh, so I'll do this one. So we have next is the best R&B album for albums containing greater than fifty percent playing time of new <laughs> R&B recordings. We've what got is Good Morning Gorgeous? No, I, I was just gonna say, what is the album that have forty nine point nine five percent? And any Diddy record from the nineties, apparently. <laughs> 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 <sighs> Our nominees are Good Morning Gorgeous Deluxe, Mary J. Blige, Brazy Deluxe, Chris Brown, Black Radio, Numero Tres, Robert Glasper, Candy Drip, Lucky Day, and Watch the Sun, P.J. Morton. This is a w- interesting one, too. So, number one, Robert Glasper. I haven't heard Black Radio, but, like, I don't know, like, that, that always trends the line between R&B and jazz. Um, so, I, well, I guess more his his black radio stuff is a little bit more R and B hip hop, I guess. But like, I don't know that that's interesting. Um, surprisingly, Beyonce is not in this category, and I guess like they think the album is dance, but yeah. the tracks are R and B. Maybe Beyonce. That's the album that had, you know, like. Forty nine point nine five percent, you know R and B tracks. I can actually see that. I I I, I think <laughs> now that I think about it, that's probably the album that has forty nine point nine five percent R and B. Oh shit! Yeah, because it's the house. The house is is very dancey. You're right. That's probably they had deep Grammy scientists out there <laughs> analyzing <laughs> the playing time. <laughs> It's like this bridge is R and B. This bridge maybe a little hip hop. We'll split it. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Miss Knowles. <laughs> um. Anyway, having that said, I again like everybody raves about this Mary J. Blazer album, so I I feel like that should you know should take it. I Chris Brown still hiding these streets apparently. I'm like, surprised for best R and B. Yeah. You figure just more if the it's it's interesting because it seems like everybody in this category is more traditional kind of R and B songs or at least I should say more hardcore R and B where it's like singing not too much hip hop beats or if they are it's like nods towards hip hop 
where Chris Brown still makes upbeat jam. You know, he makes club jams periodically. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. So it's like, kind of like, weird. I, yeah. it, and again, like this, the, all of these categories yeah, and like the whole idea of R&B, it's like racialized, right? Where it's like Chris Brown at one point was a pop star, right? Yeah. Um, and But now he's like, you know, R&B. Again, like I don't want him to win, uh, but it's just it's it's really interesting to kind of see like where people are categorized, and and maybe you're right, like maybe maybe this breezy album, like you know, had fifty point zero one percent R and B. The scientists are deep at work with, with the analyzers. <laughs> you know. Ugh. All right, so we're we're, we're going to go to the rap categories. Um, th- this is uh this is going to be some 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 hot takes here. Um, yeah. So best rap performance we have. So for for a rap performance, singles or tracks only. Ooh. We have God did DJ Khaled, Rick Ross, Lil Wayne, Jay Z, John Legend, and Friday. <laughs> I know John Legend was on that track. Um, Vegas by Doja Cat. Uh, Push and P by Gunna and feature featuring featuring Young Thug, FNF with Hit Kid and Glorilla, and uh, The Heart Part Five with Kendrick Lamar. Ooh, it, it looks like I'm assuming Hit Kid is the producer, and he definitely wanted that check from Fuck Nigga Free because <laughs> his name <laughs> is first. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I, now I'm, I'm kind of fascinated about the fact that he he's got the the first listing there. On something like, you're going to pay me. Um, I mean, what do we have here? We've got God Did, DJ Khaled featuring, does anybody really care? It's going to be a mishmash of hip-hop and R&B and generic-ass beats. Um, As we discussed in other podcasts, I think me and Stone have come to, we've hit the final stage of Doja Cats, which is acceptance. (laughs) And, And yes, we know. Yes, we know about that too, and, and, and yeah, we know about that too. But at the end of the day, she does bring jams. Uh, we've got Push and P, which is a dope song. I'm surprised it's here. It seems very random. It's also random because it's got Gunna and fucking Young Thug, who basically, you know, like three out of the artists here are, are in like Rico jail right about now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good. I just want to see it for you know. I kind of joke. It's kind of sad, but uh, that's kind of fascinating. Uh, fuck nigga free. I think if you have to count anybody who's had a really great blowout year this year, um, if anybody's kind of like the Lizzo, if anybody's kind of like the fucking, like the Lil Nas X, it's probably going to be Glorilla. Um, what's kind of cool about Glorilla is that the fact that when she's blown up, but she's still not capital B blown up. Like I know she's got a gig coming up in New York, I think in early next year, that's going to be at like Irving Plaza, which I think is kind of a cool level. So it's like it's it's and she, I know she dropped the EP. She doesn't have an album out yet. So it's kind of cool to kind of see artists on their way up. So I'm kind of happy for her. Um, and you have the heart part five, Kendrick Lamar, who I I think, and it's gonna sound messed up. I feel Kendrick Lamar is gonna be fascinating as far as the Grammy Awards are concerned because I think he's a dark horse. I think he's making the music. The problem with the Grammys is that generally they kind of snub a lot of artists who are doing very exper- experimental shit until they kind of break away into some really like. Like, you really can't ignore them. Then suddenly they kind of rediscovered the fact that, oh, these artists are interesting, and they start giving them the awards, even when the interesting part may not necessarily hit. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like how Radiohead's kind of winning awards, 
like nowish when they weren't really awards back in like the kid A era, you know what I'm saying? Or to that same level list per se. Yeah. Um. So I, I was thinking suspicion a lot of the categories Lamar is in, he might win just because A is Kendrick Lamar and B he's kind of pushing the medium forward in their minds. So yeah. I, and you know my notes say that I I feel like Kendrick is going to take this, but it's best rap performance, which I think I'm assuming it's just like concerts and award shows. Um, and have you know when when I think about performance, I think I don't think truly of Kendrick Lamar. I think he's stepped up his his live game tremendously from the Section Eighty era. But um, you know, if if we're judging on performance, I could see like a you know a Doja Cat getting it because I think like her performances have been pretty. I mean, like. For where she's come to where she is now, like it's it's a huge level up, um, you know. I I, I think Glorilla is like could be a dark horse here. Um, it's the but, anthem song. I could see I can yeah. see her just because it's really a poor, you know. Fuck, it's it's a chance, you know. What yeah, saying? yeah. I mean, so I I think this category in particular, I could you know I think Kendrick will probably sweep the rap categories, and we'll talk about that. Um, but I think for this one, I could see a Doja like or sneaking in, or even like a DJ Khaled sneaking in, if it's like strictly about performance, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, next category is the best melodic rap performance for a solo collaborative performance containing both elements of R and B melodies and rap, aka the Auto Tune Awards. We've got <laughs> beautiful DJ Khaled featuring Future and SZA. Wait for You, Future featuring Drake and Thames, First Class, Jackson Harlow, Die Hard, Kenny Lamar featuring Blitz and Amanda Reif- Reefer, Ugh. and a Big Energy Live from a currently named Lotto, formerly known artist as Moo Lotto. <laughs> Uh, uh, I mean, this is, a, this, is a, this is this is this is my favorite category. <laughs> I mean, so this, this, uh, I don't know. I don't even know who to go with this one, honestly. Yeah, so this used to be best rap song performance. And I think it's, it used to be like a, you have a rapper and like an R&B star. Ah. You know. Um, you know, and like having that said, it's just kind of like, again, like I, I, I could see a Kendrick just making it on like name recognition alone, but and I, 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 I do not want Jack Harlow to win awards. I'm just putting no, that not, out there. Not at all. Um <laughs> And and honestly DJ Khaled either, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm you I'm, know, I'm kinda of, yeah. I was gonna say I'm kinda of pulling for Lotto. I, I know she's got problematic issues and her her whole name was problematic before. But I mean considering it's been the last couple of years the lady's been holding it down as far as hip hop is concerned. I kind of want to see him kind of winning some awards. I'm hoping she kind of gets it just for that alone, let's just say. Yeah, I, I will say this. I, I'm actually pulling for Wait For You feature, featuring Drake and Tim's, and only just because of Tim's, who Tim's, I think... Yeah, that'd be nice, yeah. You know, also had that one track um, that was huge, um, but was snubbed from the R&B categories. So, Does she have an album out? I don't know if she has an album out or an EP. Yeah, because on the low, she's been kind of coming in and doing a lot of like guest appearances and been kind of killing it. So it's kind of it's kind of fascinating here also. 
Yeah, yeah, but like yeah. I, 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 it's like her single. I think I just hear all the time, like on my block, and I'm just like, oh, you know, this, you know, and she feels bigger than she actually is, but she's not represented other than this category. So I'm kind of like, you know, give her her flowers and get those flowers any way you can. Twenty twenty two. Um. All right, so we got best rap song. Which is a songwriter's award. So, yeah, the song is eligible if it's first released or is it a first archive performance during the eligibility year. We're not going to list the songwriters. Sorry. Y'all getting your checks anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Churchill Downs, which is Jack, Jack Harlow featuring Drake. God Did, um, which is like, you know, DJ Khaled and everybody and their mother. The Heart Part 5. Kendrick Lamar, Pushing P, Gunna, and Feature featuring Young Thug, and Wait for You. So that's featured featuring Drake and Tim's. Um, and I, 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 I say this is a legitimate, probably Kendrick award, just because it's a songwriter's award, and you know I do feel like Mr. Morale and Big Steppers, even though it's an album that I didn't really come back to, is it, like. I, I feel like the songwriting there and the wordplay and the lyricism is top tier. So um, I, I definitely would see Kendrick taking this just on the basis of the category. Um, yeah, and like like this should be Kendrick's award to win, in my opinion. Yeah, no, uh, agree. Like I I do think the feature Drake Temp song is actually a really good song. I would almost like to hear it win per se, because as a as a song is concerned, it's probably I'll see my favorite. I like Pusha P just because it'd be cool to see Gunna and Young Thug do something from behind jail. Um, but yeah, no, I think like I said, is Kendrick is gonna be the dark the dark horse in all this, where everybody's gonna sleep because he dropped this like experimental album and he didn't have any major singles. But I think that on the low, it's definitely like Grammy bait. So I can imagine him kind of taking this also. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, all right, all right. Now it's the it's the the big the big category, the big hip hop, the big the, raps, the category. blackest category, the blackest <laughs> category ever. <laughs> and and of course we we'll start with somebody who is I guess is where's Al Khalid from? Is is it is it where where is he? In the Middle East? Where in the Middle East? I mean, he's from New Orleans. I mean, so. you know where where he really from in a racist way. That's <laughs> you know you're not an American boy. Where are you from? Where where are your family from? But uh, we have a, a black artist DJ Khaled with God did. We've got uh, I never liked you by Future. We've got Come Home the Kids Miss You by Jack Harlow. We've got Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, Kendrick Lamar, and we've got It's Almost Dry Pusha T. Um, uh, I know what I'm going for. Push your tea. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm not mad if Pusha T wins because I think he, he deserves it. I, I will say that Mr. Morale is, you know, it's, it's like watching an A24 film. It's probably not your favorite film, but it's an entertaining watch. And I feel like Mr. That's yes. how I feel about Mr. Morale. And I, I, I almost feel like, in terms of. It's kind of a weird thing because you don't have a lot of artists who are kind of like set out on a vision and make a concept album and kind of, you know, uh, kill it. 
And I feel like Kendrick has just always, I mean, you know, been snubbed more or less for Grammys. Um, and I feel like he should have his flowers. But I, w- I would say Pusha T, even though it's probably not my favorite Pusha T album, um, you know, I also can't be mad at that too. As long as it's not Khaled, I mean, the future album actually wasn't that bad, but like, as long as it's not Jack Harlow or DJ Khaled, you know, it's all good. But I, I would say hip hop fans will probably riot if it wasn't Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, no, I, I think this is a, a no brainer. I think to a certain extent, for even though I'm a big Pusha T fan, I think it's a great album. I think it's probably my favorite Pusha T albums in the last couple of years. I think, you know, again, I, I think Kendrick Lamar really put his foot into the album. It's not for everybody. It's not what people expected, per se. But like you said, is the idea of if we're supposed to kind of, if the Grammys are supposed to be awarding, you know, high musicianship, you know, things moving the concept of music as an art forward, then Lamar has it. So I can't be fucking mad at all. So, you know, again, I'm kind of pushing for Pusha, but ultimately if Lamar won it, it's, 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 it, it, he deserves it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So, uh, we're moving to the, 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 the big categories and I, I guess mm. that feels offensive because we went to the black categories and those are small and now we're going to the big <laughs> categories um, you know how but, it's white man's ice colder <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um, but yeah like best new artist uh, who who has made, paid the most payola category <laughs> um, so we have Anita Omar Apollo Domi and JD Beck Mini Long, Long, Samara Joy, Lado, Main Skin, Tommy Nagui, Molly Tuttle, and Wet Leg. My favorite. My favorite <laughs> industry plants. We called Wet, wet leg. leg. You you called Wet Leg. You I called got, Wet I'm Leg huge, back in the day. I, I saw that. I saw that bubbling up, and I was like, Oh, they got these these two cute marginally Gen Z. Hipstery girls out here working, working, working that magic who play instruments. It's a rap. It's a rap. You, you I'm, called I'm happy it. to see them. I, 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 I bought that stock early, baby. I'm about to go ball out and fucking Sancho pay off my wet leg dollars. <laughs> oh Whew. man. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's always interesting because I can tell you now, Anita has been around for a decade. Uh, as I discussed before, you know, Mooney Long has been a songwriter at least for a decade. So, you know, it's kind of interesting to kind of see everybody here. I think Omar Apollo kind of getting nominated is great. I think similar to Steve Lacey, they're very young, talented artists which don't get the respect that they should. I know Steve Lacey's kind of getting it because he's got a hit song. Um, I think Omar Apollo has some heat in his album too that can kind of go, go hard, including I think he's got some songs that are a little bit more... Uh, I won't say necessarily say reggaeton, but definitely more like, you know, it's in the Spanish language, a little more upbeat. So I wouldn't be surprised if one of those things catches fire and he's kind of on there again. Um, your favorite industry plants, Domi and JD Beck, are here also. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess you too, because, you know, they're, they're out here doing things, you know what I'm saying? Playing Jazz Fest. So, well, both winners, man, we, we got in early. Yeah, man. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, as usual, it's, it's also known as the Kiss of Death Award. So, uh, generally, it feels like the people who are kind of big now but kind of fall away relatively quickly. I mean, again, 
I, I don't want to do it, but I'm probably going to say it's probably going to be Lotto, honestly. Yeah, this is actually like a, I, I would say this is very, it's a very interesting, um, like, a set of nominees this year. I feel like, you know, I'm trying to think who won last year. Olivia Rodrigo, Megan Thee Stallion, Billie Eilish were like the past few winners. And I feel like they already were kind of like super popular, you know, and it's like kind of catching the wave <laughs> way, you know, at the tail end or, you know, or whatever, almost to the point where they couldn't be best new artists. Yeah. I feel like this, you know, outside of Lotto, which, you know, has like a, you know, top, you know, 10 song. Everybody here feels like, you know, new artists to the mainstream, you know, not maybe to you and I, but, you know, for the most part, I, I feel like in terms of the mix of artists here, I think they got it right in terms of nom- nominations. Um, you know, Omar Apollo, I think it's been grinding for a long time, but definitely not that popular. Uh, Domi and JD Beck, again, like, we we call them industry plants. They're the quote unquote future of jazz, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, and I think they want they, they you know their branding and such, or they're trying to be like this you know like on that Steve Lacey track where they catch fire on TikTok. But you know, again, not super popular. Uh, Tobe is like you know like I I think again amongst like art people. Like they, we love his videos, but again, not super popular. Wet leg, you know. So I, I, I think it's a it's a fairly good mixture of artists, even though a few of them might be industry plants. Um, who wins this? It's probably Lotto for me too. But I wish that I, I hope there's a surprise here. I hope it's not Lotto. I hope it's like somebody you know, even like a Molly Tuttle. Like I, I hope it's somebody who like we're not checking for because I think that that should be the actual idea of this, this category. So no, I agree. Agreed. It tends to be just like a, like a, a clout category of anything. Um, and you know, overall, I mean, I'll say this much. It's like I said, Anita has been around for a long time. I think she played MSG honestly. So that's also hilarious to have wow. somebody <laughs> who, who supposedly is, you know, a new artist, but she's able to play, you know, a huge venue like that. Yeah, she played MSG. I am not even joking to you. Fuck out of here. But yeah, so long story <laughs> short. Um, but yeah, so long story short, like I said, I, I do wish a lot of the other acts kind of get the props there. But like I said, it's usually the kiss of death. Usually, you know, when somebody wants to press new artists, everybody's like, who the next thing? They kind of fall away. You know, I, I obviously I'm pushing for my industry plans, wet leg, because, you know, why not? But, you know, I think it's kind of wide open. So it is what it is. For sure. Now we're going into more of the juice. We have Song of the Year. A Songwriter's Award. A song is eligible if it first was released or if it first achieved prominence during the eligibility. Uh, eligibility. Uh, eligibility. I can say this. Year. Artist's name appear in parentheses. Singles or tracks only. That's right. It's literally the song of the year. We've got A, B, D, C, E, F, U by Gail. We've got A Bog Damn Time by Lizzo. We've got All Too Well, Swift Gang. We've got As It Was, Mr. Harry Styles. We've got Bad Habits, Steve, like say, Break My Soul, Beyonce, Easy On Me, Adele. 
We've got God Did by DJ Khaled and a whole bunch of rappers. The Heart Part 5, previously mentioned, awfully previously mentioned, Kendrick Lamar. How many nominations does he have? And uh, just like that, Bonnie Raitt. In this case, I am going to be pulling for... Well, it's difficult. I mean, obviously, I'm going to say right now, I, I think if we had to have like a, a big hit, something that's nice to kind of see, I think it should be Steve Lacey. He's somebody where he was a songwriter. He was kind of hammering it out. He's got his hit song. I feel like if you had, if this was any justice, that would be kind of the song that would kind of win it. What do I kind of see winning it? Obviously, Beyonce. Obviously, Lizzo. Um, the ABDCEFU for you kids out there who've not heard that song. It's basically... Think of a, a third tier Twenty One Pilot song. <laughs> it's it's yeah it's it's basically like you know it's it's like a kiss off song where it says you know fuck off ooh and they curse. It's basically it sounds like something where like a fifteen year old would pay to pay to annoy their parents, thinking the parents would get annoyed because it's cursing, but really the parents are annoyed because it's the most generic Old Navy soundtrack song ever. But uh, I think really here, for me, it's, it's Bad Habit. I think it's a hit song. It's a hit song from somebody you didn't expect to kind of blow up the same exact way. It's like, for me, it's like uh, not necessarily as revolutionary as Lil Nas X, but something along the lines of where you've got this underdog kind of having this huge ass hit out of nowhere. So I'm hoping he wins. Yeah, me too. And I think like, you know, against like, it's, it's a great song in terms of just like... A... <laughs> Bite like you know, like bite your lip like a bad habit, like great hook, um, really catchy. Uh, I, you know, I, I I would, I definitely want to pull for Steve Steve Lacey. Um, having that said, lots of competition here. You know, Bonnie Raitt, like only at the Grammys is Bonnie Raitt like a sleeper upset. <laughs> <laughs> no offense <laughs> to your Bonnie Raitt fans out here, but <laughs> wow, wow. you know. You have Adele, the powerhouse, you know, which, you know, that album, and we'll talk about the Adele album, like, was not an album I came back to, but Easy On Me is, you know, from a song perspective, it's a good pop song, in my opinion. Um, You know, Kendrick, Taylor, like, Taylor, again, you know, is out in these streets, so it's going to be really tough for Steve Lacey to pull it out. I hope he does, but... You know, I, Harry Styles. Harry Styles is out here in, the, in this category as well. Um, that album yeah. I actually really enjoyed way more than I, than I thought I would. So, I, yeah, this is, it's, it's tough. I really hope like Steve like pulls it out because like Steve, I think has the most recognizable song right now um, out of anybody here. Uh, but it, it's going to be tough. You know, it's 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 a, it's it's generally this kind of this is it's a it's a perfect showcase of why we watch the Grammys in the first place. Like, I think is everybody here is, is a top tier star, a, well, for one exception, <coughs> Khaled. Everybody here is very interesting. Is just, I mean, I'm sorry, wrong category. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't know who's gonna take it. Honestly, it's it's something where, yeah, it, it's gonna be quite quite interesting. Yeah, and, and you know, like. Outside of like Bonnie Raitt I, and maybe Khaled, I, I don't see a lot of outliers here. Like even like the ABCDEFU, it's like okay, cool. Like you're trying to get to that generation. Like it, it, it feels right. Um, it's it's very Lizzo. It's very like here's a here's an anthem. Obviously, you know it, that's an anthem for like 14 year olds. 
Lizzo's an anthem for like 22-year-olds. Taylor Swift is an anthem for, I don't know, cynical 20-year-old white women. You know, I see divisions in all these, and they all kind of deserve to win. So I'm not really mad. Yeah. 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 So, um, all right. So <laughs> this podcast is getting long like the Grammys, but we're going to push through. <laughs> um, so album of the year, award to artists and to feature artists, songwriters of new materials producers, recording engineers, mixers, and mastering engineer. I don't think I read that correctly, but we're going to push through. Um, <laughs> Voyage by ABBA. Your people. Like you, you, yeah, you, baby. You, you, you got, got me with ABBA again. You know, that's your co- people. Co- cocaine 70s, baby. I'm out here doing a little two-step. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> letting, letting my pubic hair grow out. You know what I'm saying? Little, little, I got my little polyester fucking colorful shirt. We're out here doing big things, baby. Like, yeah, so ABBA, ABBA, ABBA in the mix. Uh, again, only only Grammys, only CBS. Um, you know. <laughs> uh, 30 by Adele, uh, you know, Bad Bunny, um, Renaissance by Beyonce, uh, Mary J. Blige, um, Brandy Carlisle, Coldplay, didn't know they had a new album out. Uh, and Kendrick Lamar and oh Kendrick Lamar, Lizzo and Harry Styles. Yeah, no, this is an interesting one. I'll be honest with you. If we had to really call it, I'd say Bad Bunny. I, it feels that uh, in general, Bad Bunny's had this Drake S run of 2015 where he's just everywhere. And because I mean I know why racism. It feels like he doesn't really get the props he deserves to kind of get, but he's. He's literally put like, like there's a lot of record labels that need to send him fucking flowers because the streams he gets are insane. Um, I, I, if we had to look at it objectively, you've got all the all the stuff you expect in the Grammys. You've got the oldie music that people nominate because it reminds them of their youth. These old dinosaurs in the music industry. That's ABBA. You've got the safe like you know singer songwriter who's really quote unquote real music. That's Adele. You've got, you know, your couple nods towards popular dance music, Renaissance. You've got, you know, maybe we'll give the blacks a, 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 little, a little on the side. That's Mary J. Blige, that's Lamar. You know, you've got Lizzo, who's definitely, I, I, I can't, you can make the argument. So obviously you could say the argument that obviously Taylor Swift is pop. You can make the argument to say that Drake is pop. But I can't think of anybody who kind of exemplifies like, a perfect little three-minute song that goes hyperspace as far as dreams are concerned, as, as much as Lizzo. You get Harry Styles, which is basically, you know, his little ode to 70s, almost chillax things. It's really, I, I, with the exception of Coldplay, which I know why we didn't know they had a new album, because we probably slept through it. <laughs> but, like, all these are pretty much big hitters. Brandy Carlisle is, is a very big, like, songwriter who's kind of almost country-adjacent. Like, I'm not mad at any of these. So it's like anybody could take it. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I think justifiably it should be Bad Bunny because of his impact that I feel like he doesn't really get. From my heart, I'm rooting for Renaissance, Beyonce, because I do think it's been a, a big culture-shifting album as far as, like, like I said, you're gonna, you're gonna, in the next year, you're going to hear a whole bunch of fucking house remixes based off the album alone. But I kind of do see, at the end of the day, it's probably going to be ABBA. I have a sticky suspicion. You know, I, I think if it's, if it's ABBA, like, That'd be really sad, and, and, and no offense. I know they, 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 you know, like like Mary J. They've made a comeback, and I I've not heard the album, but I I I've heard that it's good. Like if you like, 
you know, it, it's great to see like ABBA, Mary J, like Mariah Carey, like all these artists kind of come back and have a return to form. Uh, you know, I, I think that's really awesome to see. Um, but I, I, you know, like, like outside of a Grammy voter, a coked out Grammy voter, are they making impact across the culture? Not really. Um, yeah. and I think like, that's the thing that I, I, I think, you know, you have to really kind of judge this by, um, I would even say, you know, even though like I, like my pick probably for this is probably Harry Styles, just because like that's an album that like really surprised me that like as a black man living in Brooklyn, I I, I love. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, is it impactful? Um, probably not. But I wouldn't be mad if it won, just because it is a it is a great album. And it's a great like start to front album and it's by somebody who is popular in Hollywood, you know, and in, in, in the mainstream. Um, but you know, I, I, I think you're right too. Like like Bad Bunny, I think, really needs more flowers. Um, I, I do think if it wasn't for the language barrier, I, I do think he would be as talked about as Drake. Um yeah. he, he gets more streams than Drake. Um, and there are people in, you know, Iowa who are listening to Spanish language music, which was unthinkable like 10 years ago. So he's shifting the culture. Um, I just think that the mainstream is, is very slow to pick up on it. Um, but yeah, my, my pick is Harry, Harry Styles. But again, all heavy hitters here. It's like one of those weird things where like, you know, they say it's like, oh, it's an honor to be nominated. Um, I actually feel like that that holds weight here. Because I think most all of these albums, except for like maybe Coldplay, um, are are well deserved. Kendrick Lamar is well deserved. You know, like Harry Styles, like the Lizzo album again, like not the best Lizzo work, but you know, I'm I'm not mad at it. So I yeah I, yeah I I just I just hope they reward like you know like people who are shifting the culture as opposed to like you know old old time favorites. Let's just put it you that know way. and. and yeah, like I said, it's, it's the cynic in me is going for ABBA, but I'm honestly I'm hoping it's something a little bit more like boundary pushing. Yeah, and yeah. Then, uh, I'll do the last category, which I always get confused because I feel like we've already had like songwriter of the year or songs of the year, but uh, this is record of the year, which is the award to the artists and the producers, not the songwriters, recording engineers, and or mixers and mastering engineers, if other than the artists. Dude, they they, they tell you ABBA, right there. They tell you that right, right there. How, yeah, but it's how can like, you it's, be come confused? On. It's, it's, it's <laughs> hot. my point is, it's like, so I could have a hit song, but have it shitty mastered, and so it can't make that category. Yes. But if it's fantastically ma- mastered, fuck out of here. Anyway, <laughs> the powers that be have decided, don't shut me down, ABBA is one, Easy On Me, Adele is one, Break My Soul, Beyonce is one, Good Morning Gorgeous, Mary J. Blige is one, You, Me, On The Rock. Brandy Carlisle featuring Lucius. We've got Woman, Let Me Be a Doja Cat. We've got Bad Habits, Steve Lacey, The Heart Part 5. Which, once again, how many times have we talked about Lamar? Lamar gonna come out here with all these bitches. Be out there throwing Grammys to the fucking crowd like it's fucking t-shirt day. We've got About Damn Time Lizzo. We've got As It Was, Harry Styles. I'm gonna break the quorum. Doja Cat, baby. That's right. Acceptance stage. Acceptance stage. D- d- did you win last year? 
Who cares? Woman, it's a good song. She found I, that fake African accent for all of us. I, I, she's South African. Don't don't you forget it. Um, via what? Bel Air. <laughs> Probably, probably. <laughs> um, any, anyway, I, I, I actually think Beyonce is going to take this. Um, and I, yeah. I think it's because I don't think Beyonce is probably going to take any of the other categories. But I think Break My Soul, My Soul is iconic. Um, it's The mastering is great, <laughs> if you want to get technical. Um, yeah, I, I I could definitely see uh, Beyonce taking this. Um, I, I I don't think Bad Habit was like mastered that great, but I think that the whole idea was it was supposed to be Garage. Um, and I, yeah, I, I I'm looking at all these 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 artists here, and I think like, you know, Break My Soul. Like, I think Beyonce might not take all the categories, but I think like with this, it just feels right to me. Um, you know, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna put my uh, my money on Beyonce. You know, it's again that was an emotional choice for Doja Cat, but yeah, I for all the reasons you said, I think Beyonce is a no brainer. I think that it ends on a high note. I think it makes her happy. It's like again, what kind of sucks about this in general is that you know, on one hand, I'm looking at it cynically, and on the other hand, I'm trying to look at it like you know positively. Um, cynically, for me, it's just like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna plan out a night, having it end on Beyonce winning Record of the Year. And then having a whole bunch of other acts win those other categories makes everything okay. So get her. She's still, quote, unquote, wins in the end. I don't know if she's going to show up. I don't know if she's going to perform. But you get to end on the high note where we gave Beyonce a big award for the night. And it's, you know, it's just the song of the year. So, um, yeah, well, I should say record. So, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, that said, again, I, I think Woman is a great pop cut. Bad Habits we've already praised about often. Lizzo's the queen of these kind of categories. But... I think at the end of the day, even though I'm rooting for a woman, I think it's going to be Beyonce. Yeah. Uh, Dark Horse Adele, though. Dark Horse Adele? Oh, but yeah, that's a, that's another one. It's like, I realize you've really given her no nods, but it's still goddamn Adele. Adele's like, yeah. I've been holding you bitches on my back. Yeah. Every time the Grammys show up, I'm out here putting work. You better let me win some, some of them awards. So you know, I can definitely see that Dark, Dark Horse Adele. But you know what? I, I will say this. Adele's a real one. Like when she when she won over Beyonce, she said, "I don't think I would show one over Beyonce," you know, like like a few years ago. I could see Adele being like, "Oh, I won this, but I'm going to give this to Beyonce anyway," you know. Yeah, no, she 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 knows what's up. She knows. You know, Adele's for the streets. uh, You know, so (laughs) (laughs) she had she had the band two knots, baby. Yeah, she's out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Adele, ride or die, baby. You know what I'm saying? so she'll, have, she'll I, let you borrow her parents credit card in high school you know what i'm saying she's down she's down with the cause down with the revolution know, i mean you know i, I feel like if there's, if there's a racial draft we were, we we should probably get adele like i, I probably think we, I, you know like i would it's, trade doja for adele you know like like for sure i, I would i would ask kanye two seconds bro two yes. seconds <laughs> two seconds <laughs> but uh on that note we're gonna thankfully bring the podcast to a close we will double up on some new music because god knows it's been a shitload of good music and uh we're gonna basically ease away until part two of this podcast which happens sometime in february where we tell you how much everything sucked and we watched the whole thing anyway so yeah uh, you know 
And, and again, it's it's only for you. It's only for for the people. People ask about this Grammy coverage, apparently, because <laughs> there's <laughs> so. Uh, but no, like, like you're right. Uh, look, it's, it's always fun. I got drunk. This is like the only way I can talk about the Grammys unless I get drunk. Same here. Um, that, that Japanese whiskey. <laughs> you know, so uh, it's always a good time. Um, yeah, but, and, and we'll see what happens in February. Uh, and, and until next time, y'all. <laughs> Peace. Peace.